we are in a new year. What are your expectations for this year? We invite you to make yourself at home in the family of God. Well, that's in my words what Paul tells us from the book of Ephesians. For the next few weeks, we'll travel through the book of Ephesians. And the reason Paul writes to them is so they can know who they are within his love and grace and victory. That their or our walk of life will be in line with God's will and dream. You were made for God's family. He kicks off with who we are, a very important and integral part of our life. Our scripture for today is from Ephesians 1. Let's read together. How blessed is God, and what a blessing He is. He's the Father of our Master Jesus Christ and takes us to the high place places of blessing in him. Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had, a, he had us in mind, has settled on us as the focus of this love, to be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What the pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift giving by the hand of his beloved son. We are blessed. We are chosen. We are sanctified. We are adopted. We are pardoned. We are without fault before him in love. That's who we are. That's our name. We are beloved children of God. John writes in 1 John 3, he says, what marvelous love the Father has extended to us. Just look at it. We're called children of God. That's who we really are. He gives us a name, a place, a part of who he is. When our children were small, we always asked them repeatedly, who are you? And then they answer, in Micah's case, Micah Jones, child of God, and daddy and mommy's princess. Yes, and that's who you are. Never forget that. If you ask them now, their answer is only, ach, papa. But I believe it is firm and, and that they will always know their identity is fixed in the ones that love them, us. But so much more, the Lord. You are all these things, but we do not always live up to our name that the Lord has given us. We often live with a different name. Another name. The reality is that, that many of us struggle to believe it. We sometimes confess it, but then live something else. We live with what other people say. I mean, we are born and then someone else gives us a name. As my little boy would say, obviously, our names take 
take on circumstances, past associations and perceptions. We get nicknames and live with names that are not really us. Sometimes we get, we get and live with names brought in with the best of intentions, but they paralyze us. Great grandpa's name is Johannes Jacobus Kasparus von Nikerk. And now I'm just little Kasparus and everything that comes with that. It's not right. One of the most famous stories in the Bible when such a question is asked is that of Jacob. In Genesis 32, God asks Jacob, what is your name? Is it that God doesn't know his name? Maybe forgot? No, impossible. No, God asks him that because he wants to hear from him. Who are you? Who do you say you are? And then Jacob answered him, Jacob. And Jacob is more than just the pronunciation of it. Jacob is, is more than just the name his, his parents gave him. Jacob represents history. I mean, Jacob was already well into his 90s when he had, had to answer this question. A whole life of perceptions, circumstances, events, almost a century of choices that, that comes with it. And on top of that, Jacob means deceiver, trickster, heel biter, maybe sly Jacob. And he also lived up to this name, known to have bribed his brother with lentil soup for, for, for Esau's birthright and then fled to his uncle and there they cheated each other decently. And cheating becomes a family sport. With all this baggage, Jacob says, that's who I am. And he ends up wrestling with the man, God, until dawn. And when God wants to let go, he says, I won't let go until you bless me. A lifelong desire. I just want to be blessed or be that's all I wanted from my father. It's the deepest desire of my life. It's the wound I live with. And now I'm not going to let go until I get it. I now understand why his hip bone went out. This was an old lad. Who we are is also sometimes determined by what we have or what we do, it becomes our identity. Someone once said, whatever names you, owns you. I think of the story of Lazarus and the rich young man in Luke 16. Lazarus, called by name, rich young man, why is his name not mentioned? Maybe because of money. Money is who he is. He is poor because all he has is money. If money or, or anything else determines who you are, what happens 
when you don't have it anymore. Paul says, Ephesians 2, we don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we've done the whole thing. No. We neither make nor save ourselves. I look back to the last couple of weeks, looking at some documentaries on Netflix and see a golden thread right through. Documentaries on sportsmen, sportsmen and women. Words like, I'm either a professional sportsman or woman or nothing. When I don't do sport, when I'm not the sportsman, I have nothing. My identity lies in what I do. In a, if I don't do it anymore, I am nothing. I fall into a depression, into poverty, mind, soul, and body. My identity lies in what I do. And it's not the truth. One of the examples I like to use is the example of the Buota family. Us, Buotas, we just say it like it is. We just do what we want. We don't take nonsense from, from any, any, anyone. We are stubborn people. Grandpa Buota is like that and, and I'm like that and my son will be like that. You tell yourself the story, but it's not the truth. Your identity lies in who God says you are. And for that, you get a new name. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure it took in planning this? Who are you really? God's, God says to Jacob, you will no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, because you fought against God and, and against people and you endure it to the end. God changes Jacob's name and he gets the blessing he has been waiting for for years. Paul says in Ephesians, the blessing of the Lord we already have. It is not something we have to struggle with until we get it. You are a blessing. You are already loved. You were chosen and found grace before the foundations of this world. It's a new name. But it's actually an old name. From the beginning, words in Ephesians 1, before the foundation of the world. But it's your new name. Think of the phone we gave Mika in the last couple of weeks. To everyone, she, she, she says, this is my new phone. But actually, it's my old phone. For three years, this phone was in our household. But for her... It's new. For we are his workmanship, 
his own masterwork, a work of art created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set, so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. In this passage in Ephesians 2, Paul comes and says, this is the beauty. This is the purpose, the expression of inner vision, a poem, value that was spoken over you. This identity. You are who I say you are. In Jesus' words, I'm the good shepherd and I call my sheep by their name. I am, therefore you are. The Father sees you through Christ, my beloved child in whom I'm well pleased. Such victory is centered on God and is because of God and the way he fights with us, the way he calls us. The outcome of God struggling with you and you staying in the struggle is the gift of a new name, a name of grace. The gift of a new name serves as a, as a comment on the work of God in our life. The gift of a name is a theme that runs right through the entire Bible. John writes in Revelation, To everyone who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna, and I will give a white stone, and on the white stone a new name is written that no one knows except he who receives it. The true name is one that expresses the character, the maturity, the essence, the meaning of the person who bears it. Who can give a person this? His own name. God alone. For no one but God sees what a person is, or even seeing what they are can express the sum and harmony of what he sees in a now. To, to whom is the name given? To the one who overcomes. When is it given? When they have conquered. Who won? Christ on our behalf. With this new name, God reveals a new depth of meaning in our life. Your name is your meaning. Your new name is your calling in Christ. Then Paul goes on to say in Ephesians 1, I ask, ask the God of our master Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally. Your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what it is he's calling you to do. Grasp the immensity of his glorious way of life, yes, for his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Endless energy, boundless strength. 
He says, I pray that you will see, that you will see it. I believe that you will believe and live by it. That the words of God will define who you are and not anything else. That you will live from the childhood of God and that you will realize that nothing can remove you from it. God has determined it. And God cannot be wrong about this. That's who you are. More than conquerors through Christ Jesus, our Lord. So, how do we find this name? It is Paul's desire, his prayer, that we will find this name. He prays, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Catherine of Siena said, there's a room in each one's heart where no man, no woman, no devil, no angel can go. Only you and God can go into that interior space. She's speaking of a principle that Jesus expressed. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. The architecture of, of, his, of this room, the geography of this place, the color of this night, the rules of this fight are best expressed in the words of Romans 8. That nothing can separate you from the love God has for you. Go into your inner room and talk to God. Share with God. Hear from God who you are. Your whole life, this may be the, the des desire. I just want to find myself. One thing to find yourself is like peeling an onion. Layers upon layers. Someone once said, you don't discover yourself when you seek yourself. You discover yourself when you seek God. Lose yourself to find yourself. What happens when the one who loves you tells you how and how much? Do an experiment. Sit down with such a person and ask, tell me how you feel about me. Things happen inside you. What if God starts telling you with all your pains and baggage just as you are? Henry Nouwen said, when we become aware that we do not have to escape our pains but that we can mobilize them into a common search for life, those very pains are transformed from expressions of despair into signs of hope. We find ourselves in God and also in each other, in community. Paul pray, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people. Paul writes to the Ephesians, to everyone, so that everyone together in unity can discover who they are. We find ourselves when we share ourselves 
with others. You find yourself most when you give yourself, when you serve, when you get involved in the life of others. You grow best when you grow with others. We recently made a big move in our family to pull out roots in one town and move to Johannesburg with a purpose and a vocation. We know what God says about who we are and what we need to do, but we can't do it effectively without community, without becoming part of others' lives and allowing others to become part of ours. Community just reaffirms who we are and why we are here. Your name is more than its pronunciation. It's a vocation, a life task, and a confirmation of your place in God's family. Make yourself at home. This is your place. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you that you called us by name. You gave us our identity long, long before the foundations of this earth, this world. Help us to realize, to grasp this understanding, this truth, so that we can live with it, but also live through it to a world that desperately needs identity, desperately needs your love and grace and your hand in our lives. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Receive the blessing. May the love of our Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the presence of the Holy Spirit be with you. Amen.